0: radio we are cue the mic
1: and welcome back to cue the mic it felt like it was yesterday we were all in there and then yeah coming to tonight, coming not
0: live unfortunately um, recording well, I, from home
1: yes we're recording from home but we're using skype so that we can see each other so like the rest of the world we're finding ways to gather we are and on that's quite that's rare form there Yes, and, so, and there was a vote that we are not airing the video, perhaps later after the barbershop. You do not
2: barbershop.
0: want to see the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i go ahead. in my pajamas, not looking particularly great, so nothing really to see anyway.
1: He, he actually oh, looks I, like a
3: rock star. I think you all would think my pajamas are kind of cute, to be honest.
1: <laughs> and, and what does it say?
3: Well, no, this is my t-shirt. This is not my pajamas, but it says on it, I lived in Kansas City before it was cool.
1: Oh. Well, this is Dr. Renee Norris Jones. I go by she, her, and doctor. I remembered my pronouns this
0: week. Holy moly. (laughs) It all (laughs) took with the coronavirus. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's it, folks. The world's ending, and Renee remembered her pronouns. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh my I'm
2: god, kidding. the world is ending.
0: It's a bit scary out there, but we're still here. We're all making it through. It's we're tough joining, for all of us.
2: We're joining all the greats in uh, video broadcasting from their homes.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, you know, even in the morning with like Good Morning America and those shows, um, I think Hoda and the other person were sitting six feet across and everyone else was at home.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so
1: who am I with today?
0: My name's Griffin. I use they, them pronouns. Um, And that's about it. (laughs) That's all I really want to (laughs) say right now.
2: (laughs) And this is Fox. I go by she, her, and hers, and sometimes dude. And we have both of our... uh, We have both our new co-host and our monthly contributors with us today, who wants to introduce themselves.
3: You start, Ricky.
2: So I'm Ricky, uh, and I am
4: usually... He is...
0: And um feeling like a they am there today. Really okay. cool. Always up for trying something new. Yeah.
1: Very nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is a, this is very much an experimental radio session. So uh we're it's gonna take like probably one session to hammer out the little the little kinks in this, so we're still figuring it out. Forgive us.
2: And then we have our and last then, guest, co yep. host for today. <laughs>
3: Glad to be back after a hiatus of some months. I'm Sandy Smith. My day job is home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine. You will also find me on the masthead of the local here in Germantown and East Falls. I'm the Germantown editor. And to all those people who send me letters addressed to dear Ms. Smith, I'm he, him, his. And today, tonight on the queue, we're going to have our pro, Why Pronouns Matter segment. Uh, we are going to have Rants, Ricky and the Verbs will give us the goings-on on on what's happening on the other side of the city line, our ever-popular Gas Queue, Gay Answers to Straight Questions, and finally a speed round of Newsworthy or Not. As you now know, we're all keeping our social distance, but we invite you to join us here for the next hour. There you go. Um, So we Ricky's in the burbs. Can I start on that? Since I seem to probably wind up in the burbs often as uh, fairly often. You know, I was glad to see that they still had the gorilla gay bar. Uh, I do remember the movable feast that hopped around from Iron Hill to Iron Hill to Iron Hill, you know, media one month, Ardmore the next, Um, you know, Conshohocken, No, there's no Iron Hill in Conshohocken, but you found a place anyway. Um, I like our suburbs. I really do. They are walk. There are many walkable communities, very compact, attractive, urban and urbane. Um, we have, I think, some of the best suburbs in the country.
1: Ricky's going to be giving us what's going on in the burbs a little bit later, but now we have Griffin. It's going to give us why pronouns matter.
0: So why pronouns matter is a segment that talks about. Um, language and gender identity and trans sort of topics and issues just to just to sort of highlight like the trans experience and why pronouns are important in the LGBT experience and so today's topic is um, so we're all stuck at home right and many of us sorry
1: I said hopefully most people are staying home
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, many of us are trying to figure out how to fill time, and one of the ways that young people are filling their time, and well, and the ways that many people are filling their time, is uh, through video games. And so I wanted to sort of highlight like, you know, maybe what it's like to be LGBT online, um, and maybe what LGBT... uh, experiences could be like in some video game examples that I have. So I have some examples of like kind of different categories of supportiveness um, for LGBT people. Um, So in a lot of like what people traditionally think of as like video games we think of like you know things that maybe tend to like over sexualize like you know, heterosexual relationships or, you know, they do all that kind of stuff, or maybe they have kind of these stereotypes that we want to break out of. So I have a couple different categories of sort of types of games that I've noticed that like um, LGBT people tend to be more into. So the first is what I'd call like open world sandbox games. Um these tend to be, so easy examples of this are like things like Minecraft or Terraria. And they're worlds where you can kind of, you make a character, but it, you know, it's very like pixelated and you can kind of make your character whatever you want it to be. Um, and you can shape the world however you want. And that's, that's obviously appealing to lots of people. But I think... Especially like kind of breaking out of like traditional narratives that might tend to like focus on romantic relationships or whatever. I think that tends to help LGBT people as well as like if they're sort of like queer friendly LGBT servers or friend groups. It's a good way to like hang out with LGBT friends like like sort of over a long distance in like sort of sandbox games. Another category I have is...
1: So, I I, I have a question. I have a question on that. and and I'm I'm not a game. So, when you're saying that they have very limited experience with the games, that you can make the emoji or whatever the character is, is that right?
0: Yeah, your character, your your avatar, your character. You can design it yourself.
1: Okay. So, is that helpful for folks in the LGBTQ plus sign community because they can customize? customize those
0: yeah, yeah about abs- it if you're, oh sorry go ahead oh I, I was just gonna say um, absolutely so one of the one of the reasons is that um, you can test out new looks and new identities online without the risk inherent of you know maybe presenting yourself physically as different quite yet so if you're in a space that you know is friendly you can try out a new look or you can emphasize maybe a gender identity that you don't normally do um, to sort of try it out in a digital space before you move it into the real world. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. What were you gonna say, Fox?
2: I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. Like, like imagine if you were someone that doesn't feel comfortable coming out, but you were not the gender you were assigned at birth, and you wanted mm-hmm. to you know, have a way to escape and be who you see on virtually on the outside. I know Sims Sims is also let let you be pretty free with that type of thing.
0: Yes. Um I'll get I'll get to that eventually. So the next the next category I have is I have like kind of story based RPGs but that will emphasize like not heteronormative relationships um or not like, you know, strictly cis or heterosexual like gender identities and sexual orientations i have some games here so there's an there's an interesting one in the so the animal crossing game that just came out a lot of people are playing that they have an interesting system where you can you can you do choose like a sort of gender between masculine or feminine but it's phrased as like style rather than like sex and you can easily go back and change it as well. And it also doesn't limit what you can pick as far as hairstyles or anything. Um, so it's just really, I, I I don't know, I really appreciate, like, e- emphasizing, like, style over, like, sex or gender. To me, it's just a really interesting sort of concept. Yeah. Wow. Um, another Another interesting system I've seen is there's a studio that, makes games they're all set in the same universe the series is called the series there's like a it's called fallen london and there's one called sunless sea and one called sunless skies and in this game you captain a ship yada yada but they don't really have you pick pronouns or anything like that they have you pick like a silhouette of your character so they'll have a couple preset interesting preset ones and then you pick what honorary title you want your character to go by so you can have sir or ma'am, but you can also have like captain, citizen, you know. So, so it's like you can have everyone exclusively refer to you as captain as like an like interesting sort of gender neutral um, option for, I, I don't know, I, I, I just really appreciated it. I thought it was an interesting, it, and it was very clear to me that it was a way of having like gender neutral options. Finally, I have some, like LGBT inclusive character creation systems. And so in this I have the Sims. And so the Sims kind of sets it up similarly as far as like style versus like sex or gender, but you can also you can also interestingly pick things like are is your sim capable of reproducing? and if so would they get somebody pregnant or would they get pregnant themselves and it's this interesting it's this really interesting system of having like all right you can you can really kind of nail down how you want your character to experience like families and stuff and that's a really interesting system another one is starbound that has a sort of style based system i think and then finally i have some i have some games that we're maybe kind of early on, or maybe a bit behind the curve with these things, and I want to talk about whether they should be considered LGBT inclusive or friendly or not. So there, I don't know which game this was, but there was a there was a Mass Effect game that was pretty inf- infamous at the time for, for having like the first like same sex relationship in like a major video game title. So so Mass Effect is a science fiction video game series, but they had a game a while ago that had, like, the first same-sex relationship in, like, a major video game title. But it was, you could only be in a same-sex relationship if your character was a woman and you could flirt with this other woman and have a relationship with this other woman. Like, you couldn't be a man and flirt with men, which is a really... Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, you know, I think... I, I, my suspicion is that that might well be because the bulk of video of online gamers are still young heterosexual males, and right. that, that is actually was probably, not true. no.
0: Well, it, it, it's not it, it anymore. Was, it it was at the t- at definitely at the time of making that game. The
2: thing is, um, is there was still a majority, like a half a majority of female players. They just weren't making games that catered to females or that were like female friendly. But there were still tons of female gamers.
0: Yeah, but, but it was, it was, it made kind of major headlines, not just because it was a same-sex relationship, but also because there was this backlash, because it's, like, it's pretty clearly, like, sexualizing lesbian relationships. No, it's,
2: like... it's absolutely direct, that is absolutely directed in the male gaze. A lot of men yeah, play as yeah. female characters, especially when the characters are modeled very, like, voluptuously. Right. A lot of men play female characters just so they could, like, watch the, these female characters like run around and do stuff in their skimpy outfits, and that's definitely what really? I think really? that was. Oh, oh yeah, all the time. and I yes. think that's what um, this was catering to the male gaze for that reason. Yeah, because yeah, I've absolutely. played those like, games and I've seen yeah. those specific scenes, and they were definitely like just very sexualized.
3: Like why some gay, like, like why a lot of straight guys like lesbian porn, that sort right. of
2: thing. Yeah, my um, Hamas lesbian porn isn't actually for lesbians. It's clearly for straight men. Yeah, right. and they're not usually even gay half the time. They're straight women.
0: So I I have I have two more examples of uh, things that I found interesting. Um, there was so there's this online game called Guild Wars Two, and wow. in it um, there there is a character who technically. At the start of the game, at least when it first came out, had a same-sex relationship, but it uh, with a, w- a a woman with another woman. But the caveat to this was that it was a fantasy setting where there were like other species of characters, and so they had these women be a species of like plant people that they made clear over and over again. Oh, wait, but they don't, they don't have sex. They don't have any of the organs. They, uh, they're completely asexual. They just have life partners. And so they had the same sex relationship being this completely, like, completely, like, uh, I don't know, like, desexualized species. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Game designer never saw the secret life of plants, I guess
0: yeah that's the other thing is that is that you know it, it is kind of funny because plants in the real world anyway like do kind of do all that but that's a different conversation and then finally I have another example of an online game um, Star Wars The Old Republic they kind of caught on to the oh we need to have uh, representation of like homosexual relationships and all that wait do so they? It, well they do now I've never that game. <laughs> yeah, so what they, so so what they did at first, right, was because the the base game was entirely like straight, right? There was no there were no homosexual options at all, um, and then they added this new planet that you could go to for the storyline, and at this new planet, they like made, they made like they very clearly stuffed in these like possibilities for like gay relationships, and so what people are saying is like, wait, so you just made a gay planet this is the planet where the gay people go. <laughs> this isn't this isn't, like, this awesome. is, this isn't adding same sex relationships to the entire game you just added a gay planet like it was very <laughs> very strange kind of and then yeah. eventually um... I believe as they expanded it later, of course, they added in more stuff. But at first, it was like this weird, like, oh my God. they got bad PR because it was like, it got, like let's just take all the gays. gays, let's just put them on another planet
3: and they'll be happy over there. <laughs> the, ga- the galaxy gets the gayberhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So goes. it's just really interesting. Uh,
2: now, there's one it. called Stardew Valley, which is a lot like, uh, I guess, Animal Crossing. I don't know, I've never played Animal Crossing. But in that game, you do have to choose between two genders, which is unfortunate, but you can form relationships with any of the characters, regardless of your gender, if you're male or female. You can form romantic relationships and marry any of the other characters, and you can play online with other friends. So that's another very not detailed, as far as like their characters are tiny, little cute icon people. They're not like very detailed, but it's still a way, like other video games where you can do this, where you can kind of explore your sexuality and your gender expression uh, online in front of other live people without risking going out into the world and doing it and the risks that can come with that so it's definitely a great way to pass the time especially if you want to experiment a little bit with your identity
0: yeah so so I mean you know being inside everyone kind of has to figure out ways to spend time you know and ways to connect with friends but it's it's interesting like the kind of side effects you wouldn't you wouldn't expect of you know whether a video game is lgbt friendly or not may mean whether lgbt people feel comfortable playing it or not so it's, i don't know it's it's something to think about um, yeah all right, that's it for that's it for my segment at least of why pronouns matter
1: no, it was it, it took me a minute to get there because I was not I'm not a gamer, but um I got you I got you
3: well when 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 I sim I play SimCity.
1: Yeah,
3: mm. I let my inner urban planner run free <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I have lots of friends that, oh my God, my ex had like She's like, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm not a gamer or anything. I'm not, you know, stop trying to get me to play these games. I'm not a gamer. And then I looked on her computer, and she had, like, over 1,400 hours on oh. 3 or 4, something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. That is a ridiculous amount of time to spend on a video game. have your own kingdom
2: in that game. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, like, I games that I played a lot, like I played like Fallout 4 for a very long time Yeah, it's like I had, it ruined my life Yeah, I had I had like 400 hours on it by the time I stopped playing it <laughs> 1400 <laughs> hours is like another magnitude
2: How many days is that? I, uh, I hey, Who's good at math?
0: Like 58, days.
2: 58 days Okay, we're yep. done, but that was Great. 58 days of playing a game, Great. One game.
0: Playing a, Playing Sims 4 do they have a
4: video game that's actually truly mimics real life and i thought i saw something like this about 10 years ago where you're able to fly
0: to other galaxies to create their own um virtual spaces but you, you know, could probably just, do that in sims honestly
3: <laughs> but, see, but for a minute there i thought you were talking about second life
0: I, that sounds a lot like Second Life to me from what I've heard. I've never played Second Life, but I, and it's, it's been expanded a lot since it first came out. I know that. So that, that may, I, I've heard like people having like business meetings in Second Life and like it, like, you know, ways entire offices can like spend time over like a video game. Um, it's used in a lot of stuff like that as well.
3: Oh, oh there is a currency in Second Life even
2: there's got to be a version of that out there somewhere with everything that technologically is possible. I am almost positive there's something like that. But, Ricky, what was your segment going to be?
1: I actually, I have to apologize to folks. I actually put this schedule together because we're, as we said, kind of figuring out the um, kind of our flow um, of moving from the studio to um, our cyber world. But I knew that Ricky had the gift of gab I know that he has an ear to the ground and what's going on in the burbs. So no, I can just go, Ricky, here, here's the schedule three minutes ago, go, you are up, dude. What's going on in the <laughs> burbs? And, and for folks that don't know, in the greater Philadelphia area, Montgomery County was the first county to officially close, am I correct?
4: I believe that is correct. Right. That, and, that is uh, correct. Yes. Your counterparts, or our counterparts here at Montgomery County, you guys are doing your press conferences, the whole bit, so is uh, Montgomery County, and, um, and I've decided since then to um, keep the TV off. I have thought, though, um, it's been wonderful seeing people come together during this crisis to a... Facebook page, and it's called Open Source COVID-19 Medical Supplies, and there are tens of thousands of people across the United States that are coming together, sharing their patterns for masks. People are making masks. It's true. Folks like my friend, Tony Laguta, who lives in Amber, who has a formal wear store, who is now out of business because no one's going to the prom. So, him and some other local merchants have come together and decided well, we have sewing machines, let's make masks for our first responders and for policemen. So, and they're all sharing this um, through this Facebook. There are even folks that are making ventilators out of their garages, like these smart guys that are tech savvy. Say hey, I can put a ventilator together. So um, I kind of thought that
0: was interesting. I think it's really cool. But do we know if the designs are actually like medically safe? Like, like so, so when uh, people are making masks, do we know that this stuff is is uh, safe for professionals? Or? I was
2: going to say, from a medical standpoint, it's not necessarily um, that they're going to be as good as the ones that they should be buying from the hospitals but it it can stop some of the physical things it can stop spit it can stop bodily fluids but it won't be as it won't be as good as it is if you have the actual ventilators that stop air particles
0: right so I guess it's better it's definitely better than nothing I guess right
2: right exactly it's better than nothing
0: that makes just sad
2: that we're at that point but
0: right we're we're scrapping together what we can as far as face masks and stuff because we don't live in a we don't live in a country society that readily has these materials on hand at low cost.
4: Each post will get marked with a medically approved on it. You have to check it out. And there's all kinds of graphs of blueprints. There's people with three D printers on here that are printing out medical supplies uh to help folks so like here's one guy i have two pvc extrusion lines at my manufacturing facility that are capable of producing thousands of clear pvc face masks per hour
2: i haven't Uh, seen that a lot even in this area there was a i don't know the name they normally sell these, like, cases of vegetables and stuff to restaurants. But since restaurants aren't buying as much, they started doing this thing where they're selling this whole bag, this whole box of vegetables for people. They're selling them and delivering them to individual people now for $35 just because like they have a surplus and they don't want to go to waste. So they're selling it ultra cheap to people. There's stuff like that. There's, there's, um, Le Bus right down the street from me. They're giving away like after their baguettes and their breads and stuff, some of their breads go after a day of being fresh. They have people come and they'll just give them to people. They post about like, we have all these Brussels sprouts or all these lettuces and um, just come and knock on the door and we'll give you give them to you for free. A lot of local restaurants and like food dealers are doing stuff like that as well, which is really cool. So the rant subject is going to be about coronavirus. I am sorry that it's going to be about coronavirus, but there's things we need to address because LGBTQ people are actually at a particular risk for coronavirus as we are for most other things <laughs> because the, the novel coronavirus... Has a lot of respiratory complications and illnesses that are particularly harmful to smokers, and we, as as a a community, use tobacco at rates that are fifty percent higher than the general population. So, for one of those, that that's one of the reasons that we are higher at risk. We also have higher rates of HIV and cancer, which obviously compromised immunity means that the infection could be detrimental and. LGBTQ people also experience health disparities at a higher rate than the general population and our access to care leaves a lot to be desired. There's a lot of barriers for us and existing health disparities mean more of us live in a state of compromised health. So it's important for LGBT people to be extremely cautious about the coronavirus just as much as a lot of other people because a lot of us have fall into that. A lot of us fall into those categories. Now this is right from the, the CDC. Yesterday, it was updated yesterday. Uh, the as, total of,
0: cases, as of time of recording. Yeah, as of, well, as
2: of yesterday's times of recording, the total cases were 85,000. I think that has jumped up to 100,000 today um, with the deaths reaching to almost 2,000 now. I can't show you the graph over the radio, but the graph from beginning of this month we had 30 cases now we have 100,000
1: and that's today being the 28th of March when we say today right,
2: right. Okay. so in 28 days we have seen 100,000 cases rise and 2,000 deaths i am i am really pushing this home because i and i'm sure a lot of you have seen an immense amount of people probably on social media probably on fox news <laughs> talking about how this is just the flu this is just this is just a worst case of the flu for one it's in the SARS family it's not in the flu family and for two the flu has been around long enough for us to have treatments vaccines um, there are a lot of flu deaths per year but that's the thing it has been around for years we can we can quantify that this outbreak has not been around long enough to quantify the percentage of death which is already higher than the flu the flu only has about point zero one death rate which is high for the amount of people that get it uh coronavirus at its current state has anywhere from depending on the region has anywhere from one percent to four i've seen percent and that is if as many people who catch the flu catch the coronavirus which it seems like at this point it will happen that means the death rate will be in the millions in a very short period of time. So not taking this seriously is incredibly, incredibly irresponsible. And just think about, I I talked to somebody who is a nurse and they made me think about something I hadn't thought about. Of course, we're all thinking about our healthcare professionals at this time. They're all overworked. They're all putting themselves in a complete imminent danger because they don't have enough respiratory masks. They don't have enough PPE to protect themselves. But think about like individually. You are a nurse or a doctor and you have a family and you work a day without PPE, without a mask. You now have to operate under the assumption that you have it, because that's how contagious it is. You have to operate under that assumption. So what does that look like for a healthcare provider? You get off work, you probably have to strip out of your clothes when you get home, because your clothes now are contagious. You have to take a shower as soon as you get home. You have to eat dinner, sit on the couch separately from your family. You have to be six feet from a family. You can't hug your children. You can't hug your husband unless you want to give it to them, unless they already have it. And you likely will sleep in a bedroom alone by yourself. Think about how long it's been already have to do that and think about all the people that are on the beach right now that are in social gatherings who say this isn't a big deal how much longer they're making it for those people and their families before they can go back to normal life that's that's why it is so important besides the deaths you are are taking these health professionals and you are extending their effort and their amount of suffering because you're not taking it seriously
0: um and something something i I say to people to to point out, like, if if 2% doesn't, if, like, between 1% and 4% doesn't sound like a lot of people to you, if we take it as 2%, that's 1 in 50 people dying. So every 49 people, the next one dies. That is a lot of people. And if you actually
2: um, take that and multiply that against the amount of people that are in just the U.S. that are in around the world, that's millions of people.
0: And, the, and the, uh, the other thing is that it is dangerous to young people as well. Um, perfectly healthy people have died from this, people with no known uh, previous conditions. But it's especially dangerous if you – so, so th- things that can make it more dangerous for you as a young person – if you smoke, if you vape, if you smoke weed, which cue the mic does not condone necessarily um, if medical. you have if it's medical sure. Um, if you have asthma um, which many people in the Philadelphia area do because of air pollution I do. yep uh-huh. uh, the amount of people who have who have asthma in the Philadelphia area is probably more than the people who don't to be honest with you. Um, just because of how bad our air quality has been for the last 20 years plus probably so this is this is a, a, you know this is real and just because you are young does not mean you're invulnerable and plus? just because it just because you're healthy doesn't mean you can't spread it to someone who doesn't suffer well, horribly. i was gonna from say
2: that. it's not just respiratory either if you people don't think about if you have diabetes if you have hypertension if you take blood thinners if you get blood clots like it's not just immunosuppressed issues it's like it is a wide factor of medical issues that you can have that a lot of people have that put you at risk of having more complications that aren't just respiratory
4: it said earlier that this reminds me of what I went through with the AIDS epidemic. Um, you know, I lost my, my brother and countless number of friends. And I almost feel like, uh, you know, who I know is going to get this and not come back? It, it almost makes me wonder if, remember how we had the AIDS quilt? You know, are we going to have to do a, a, a C-19 quilt? Um, which I don't really want to go there. But it's
1: scary, man. No, it's it is. And, and, you know, I thought the same thing that you did. It took me back to age. You know, what was that, the 70s and the 80s when people were just dying, dying, dying. It's what you heard all the time. Um, and there's still so many people that are not taking this serious.
2: And they don't understand that it's like the other thing that bothers me and people compare to the flu, besides every reason I've listed, it's so infuriating, is that, like, the flu is pretty contagious. But the flu is not airborne. And I've seen, the thing is, I've seen a couple of different things about this. The CDC says that it's air droplets and particles. But I have seen the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, say before that it is indeed airborne, which is different. Airborne means that it, it <laughs> it's way worse. It's way worse than just droplets. But either way, it can hang around in the air. For hours, which is insane. Like, really think about that. Think about, because even, so Trader Joe's, uh, is, I don't know if they're just local, but they are they have a couple around here. They were doing something really cool. They were limiting severely the amount of people in the store. I don't even remember how many, maybe like 15 people in the store at a time. They were wiping down everything as everyone came in. Uh, everyone that was outside waiting was standing six feet apart. They had, like, lanes they made outside, and they had someone squirting you with the... Uh, sanitizer every time you came in and out the door. Even that level of security, which was amazing, um, someone could breathe. Someone could cough in the air. And Mm -hmm. you could just walk through it. They could have been there two hours ago. And you would just walk through it. You'd walk around. You'd stir it up by walking or touching something. That's it. That's all it takes for you to stir up those those germs and to get them on yourselves. People really are not understanding. I had... I had my next door neighbor run out an Airbnb yesterday. I saw a family of eight people hanging out out there and they don't, didn't look like they were necessarily all family members. Maybe they, they were, I'm not sure, but. I'm sorry. They, they were, rented out a house as a B and B. Airbnb. Same thing. Yeah. So. yeah they yeah, went yeah, on Airbnb. vacation and I saw a bunch of people in the oh. yard yesterday and it was just like. I almost opened the door and screamed at this. That, that
1: actually is what I woke up to yesterday morning. And to folks, we are taping this, so we're talking Saturday. The show will air Thursday, April the 2nd. I woke up yesterday to a house that I believe was in South Philly. It was rented out. And a person's, uh, what's the the Amazon camera, the ring camera? It showed people coming in and out of this house. They had a party from about 10 o'clock at night until 5 o'clock the next morning. Neighbors were upset because people were coming out of the house, hanging out on their railing, hanging out on their stairs all night long. It showed people coming in and out of this house at a party.
2: That would make me so incredibly angry. Have you heard about the people there saying that they think it's yeah, they think it's because of some government conspiracy to keep everyone inside or like tamper with the elections or sounding a lot like Trump who's been claiming that the media's been overhyping this because they're personally trying to hurt his campaign, which is just my favorite so far. Because yeah. that is An a inter- level of narcissism I've never seen before.
3: An interesting headline somebody sent me this morning that I saw uh mega church pastor who claims coronavirus was a conspiracy to discredit trump dies of virus yeah.
2: yeah he died i'm not happy about it don't my tone of voice just now i'm just the level of irony was crazy exactly i saw that he died he died from it
1: I, yeah i saw that too it's it's these are serious times
2: yeah exactly and it's like my my mother lives in a very rural area it's like, I don't even know how to explain it to you guys. I grew up in a place that, like, the, the graduating class was, like, 95 people. And that was a lot for our graduating class. They were, like, usually 40 people. It is insanely small. And she has it. Her and her partner have coronavirus. And she lives right. in one of the most rural areas I've ever oh seen. God. And my dad goes, my, and she has hypertension, too. So I'm over here freaking out. Um, but she lives in a rural area. My dad goes, well, do they know where they would have gotten it? And I go, no. If you don't know. How do you know where you get it? All, you ha- all it takes is being at a bar. Like These people that live in rural areas think that they're not going to get it or that it's not there because there's not as many people. There's not as much tourism. That is like the most cut-off. The buses don't go up there. There's no Greyhounds that go up there. There's no Amtrak's that go up there. Nothing goes up there. Except and it's the still Postle- up is- there. Yes. What? the
1: Postle- Mail goes out there, the postal exactly. service boxes. I mean, we're told now that it can live on surfaces, boxes for, for so many days, plastic for longer, metal. So folks are leaving their packages outside for twenty four hours. I live in Philadelphia yep. proper. I live in an urban neighborhood. I can't leave that sucker outside no, that goes, oh, is- I'm- I might as well put a sign that goes, Hey, over here, get free stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like Wonder if you much. have an entryway or an inner door, maybe set it there. Or just take a take a wet wipe, take a alcohol sanitizer and spray the
1: right and that's what I have to do but it's so right now while we were talking because I've been cleaning out the yard my grill came and a big old box so I couldn't leave the house without spraying it or wiping it down but it's this big thing that you have to do with things that come in the mail so I'm sorry I went off on a rant there but that's just like oh yeah the mail goes everywhere folks everywhere I'm going to say this and I want to make it perfectly clear that I'm on record the U.S. Postal Service has always concerned me. All right? They suck. Okay, okay, sorry. That's my own personal opinion, um, but they suck. But now, even knowing that they sucked ahead of time, and now that they're handling mail coming to my house, I leave the mail out there with the UPS
0: boxes. Yeah. We'd like to okay, make it clear I'm that this is the opinion of uh, Renee herself and not <laughs> of <to laughs> Cue the Mic or G-Town Radio in general at yeah. large.
1: Yes,
2: yes.
0: I'm mostly kidding, but also signed. <laughs> okay, well,
2: so that brings an end to my, to my rant. I think that's enough COVID ranting for the day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Stay safe, everyone. We're here with you. Also, quarantining, of course. Get
2: quarantining. Um, Get your quarantinees.
0: Quarant. Oh my God. Yeah. We, yeah. You, yeah. See drink now. Seeing the pictures of that, where it's like high C uh, powder yeah. and like, like vodka or, like fire or something like powder. that. <laughs> that that's that that's not probably not going to help you but it's certainly will not help you no and vitamin c probably won't really either probably um,
2: won't it might make you feel a little more chipper but
0: yeah i mean it is f- pretty funny though i'll say that um
1: yeah and, and we do want to stress to people we talked about this in our weekly meeting yesterday please um the center for disease control the world the world Health Organization's should be your primarily primary sources of information.
0: Yes, if you have questions about COVID-19, how it spreads, go to www.cdc.gov or www.who.int. So the first is the link to, is the first is the CDC. The second one is the World Health Organization.
2: And to clear that no. up, that was not Fox.com. That was not USNews.com.
0: Or MSNBC. And or that was CNN. not
2: CNN.com. Or anything. And that's the musical group, The Who.
0: <laughs> no, do not get your information from <laughs> the, the Who. As much as I also love Baba O'Reilly or. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: Good, newsworthy, or gas. I have two really good ones, and they're going to make you mad. I think. of them. Okay. Well, the one's going to make you mad. The other one's like I'm sure we. Yeah. Anyways, um, so these are two of my Reddit series. I will call them. I've gotten quite a few off of Reddit, and I have gotten this one. I'm sure someone else has gotten this one, but uh, this person came out to their childhood friend and childhood friend, long time friend. And this person, after they came out, would continuously make statements like, I'm still attracted to men you know, and you know I'm still straight, right? Just constantly asking questions and reaffirming, you know I'm still straight, right? And I thought that was a really good thing to talk about because uh, I feel like we've all come out to friends and had them go, okay, but you know, like, don't hit on me, though, right?
0: Right. You do not know like to hit a, on me. It's a constant reaffirming of their heterosexuality to, to... They have to make it ultra clear that they're still heterosexual so that their heterosexuality isn't threatened, I guess.
2: But so we're not going to hit on all people that we're attracted to just because we suddenly realize That's we're true. attracted to them.
0: That's true.
1: And, and, and I think what people need to understand is that as straight people... Really, I'm just gonna ask you this. Are you attracted to every person? You're straight. So if you're a male, are you attracted to every female? And females? Are you attracted to every man just because they're in your attraction pool? Oh, I like that attraction. Um Yeah. Okay. What's the
0: what's the guy with the the, like guy who's in all those memes now with the with the mustache and he has like the the guy who like hosts hosts game shows? I, I forget so but is but the guy who like said on said on air like yeah man never never really wants to be just friends with any woman like that's <laughs> fake um, God. yeah so I mean I guess maybe well. if you're a predatory straight person but um yeah mm,
2: yeah 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 exactly or someone that just hasn't grown up yet and gotten you person right.
0: When
3: I heard that comment, um, you know, I, I must admit that actually most of my childhood friends being about 1,200 miles away, um, I haven't experienced that that much. Um,
2: it doesn't have to be a childhood but, friend.
3: Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, the state, my reaction when I heard that was do they think we have a virus? Are they gonna catch it from us?
0: Oh, I do. I think so. You're gonna catch the gay. You're gonna yeah. catch the trans.
2: Watch yeah. out! The queer is spreading.
0: Watch out! <laughs> I've come down with a with a with a bad case of the bisexual.
3: Oh, there was a joke along those lines, right? You know, if homosexuality is disease, can I call in queer to work?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. That's true. It sounds the like a salad. dad, right. Let's see. And then the other one, these are I guess these are more like half statement, half questions. But anyways, so this is someone in class and it was from a cis straight man in their class on the topic of teaching an exercise class for only queer and trans people so this person was trying to make a class where only queer and only trans people and gay people everyone in the lgbtq community only people in our community could come to this a safe space for us to be an exercise because exercising is already uncomfortable enough in groups as it is um and he said and i've i've gotten this i've gotten into an argument with someone on this very question and statement um but that's ridiculous. Why can't everybody come? Everyone should be able to attend. I believe everyone should be able to go everywhere. And so uh
0: so there's this there's this like comics that I've seen, someone someone will know what this what this artist is. But it's like it's there's like a group of people telling this other smaller group of people, "You're not allowed in here." And then the smaller group of people says, "All right, we're gonna make our own space." And then the and then the large group of people goes, "Why are you excluding us?" And then the little group of people goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it's like this entire like. It's it's great. Um, yeah, I've
2: seen that before. I love that comment. It's exactly. It's I've gotten this exact argument with somebody like, well, you shouldn't just make it for queer people. Everyone should be able to come. Why can't everyone go everywhere? And it's like everyone can go everywhere. You can already go everywhere. That's the point. We can't always go everywhere, and we can't always go everywhere without being discriminated against or without being attacked. So it just it blows my mind. And it's it's always it's always white. This men specifically, I've heard this from. You guys got to step it up because it's dumb and it makes me mad. <laughs> it's just <laughs> irresponsible. We're allowed to have our own. City. And it's the same thing. It's not just a queer thing. It's the same thing for people of color and white people. I've I've gotten this argument similarly was with, with a white guy that was like, "Well, why is this a why is this like a black only empowerment event? Why is this a black only event?" And I'm like, "Well, because it's an empowerment event and they want to have a safe right. space with each other where." You're not making them uncomfortable, which you right. clearly
0: will if you go. You don't. You don't need a a space designated only for you for you to feel empowered. Cause like, you, because like because you the are the one are you space. are the one you are the one that is in power. Like that's exactly. that's how that relationship works. Yeah.
3: As a somewhat older gentleman who came of age during the civil rights years, I will admit that I'm a little more conflicted by this than I think you two might be. Um, you know, we fought to get into those spaces where we weren't allowed. I understand your point, you know, that basically, you know, these folks, because generally speaking, they tend to, you know, bogart the space once they come in. Uh, You kind of want to, like, keep them at arms length until they learn they can behave. But, you know, if somebody understands the rules, And they know what the rules are. They know what the deal is. Why exclude them is what my basic point.
2: Well, I think it's like if you are having... I was trying to think of a good metaphor. If you're having a bad day and you want to go sit in your room by yourself and you have like 10 roommates and you like to go sit in your room by yourself because you're overwhelmed, you're having a bad day, everyone's just treating you like crap and you would like to just go and be safe by yourself and possibly one of the people that you trust the most that doesn't ever make you feel that way and then your other roommates come in and bash in they, they go into your room and they come into your room and say why are you keeping me out why won't you let me in your room how intrusive you know what i mean like, i feel like that's the feeling behind this of how intrusive that would be if you couldn't even just sit in your room by yourself with a trusted friend without someone being like no you're not allowed to do that why are you excluding me
0: I, I think it yeah I think it's also the difference between allowing allowing someone who you know is um, supportive and friendly into into a space because you know that they can add something to it versus allowing someone in because they bully you into submission right. when they're very clearly not friendly like it's you know right. if you if if there's a, if there's a space and you you know, I don't know. I, I feel like you should you if you're invited, fine. If you're not invited, don't take it personally and certainly don't bully and harass the people who are in that space because hey. that's kind of exactly why they're making that space in the first place. So it's you know, it, it is complicated, but it's but it you know the
2: difference between Sandy so like you you who is in the community saying that, like, you can say that because you're in the community, but it's difference between some white cis dude walking up and being like, well, why is it this way? Why can't I have this? You know, it's a different connotation behind somebody who has all those privileges coming in and, and saying, well, why, why do you want these safe spaces? Why do you get to have this? You know, right.
0: demanding and harassing right. versus, like, you know.
2: The tone of it, too. Oh, my God, the tone of it. I just get yeah. so, I'm just like, oh, why can't you just, like, leave us alone? We should be able to come out in regular spaces and not feel this way, but some people don't have that experience and some people just need to like, you know, it's like the people that say that they're cool when they go to a drag race, but then they get in there, they say that they're cool, we took your word on it, but no one really knows them that well. And they come in anyway and then they start asking really offensive questions to all the drag queens and start making horrible comments to everybody. Like trying to prevent that, trying to have a good night in a, in a in a veritable week of darkness, or months or years of darkness, without the possibility of somebody coming in and ruining it just because they're intolerant. I, you know I would what? also go
0: ahead. I, I would just I'd also like to point out that there are that there are people within communities that can also be terrible predatory people. Oh yeah. So so you know. There, you will see, you know, uh, an LGBT person excluded from an LGBT space because they've shown they've been shown to be predatory or inappropriate, right. or a, tra- a trans person excluded from a trans place, trans you know trans-oriented place because they've been shown to hurt people's feelings often, or you know, so it's all it's it's also just generally speaking rules of. Let's not have you know, unfriendly people in spaces that are supposed to be comforting and supportive.
1: So we are moving on to newsworthy or not. These are topics that we don't necessarily get a chance to talk about during our hour segment. So (laughs) the goal of this segment is, is it newsworthy or not? So I'm going to go really, really fast because it's a speed round and hopefully the team will play along Oh, wait a minute my screen just went black
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Lightning team... round indeed
0: That was perfect <laughs> Alright, why well, don't we hear foxes?
2: Okay, at the uh, butterfly exhibit in Philadelphia the one that's very uh, on Walnut Street I believe they have mated and found a rare butterfly that is half male, half female <gasps> Oh, wow,
1: that's so cool.
2: It's <gasps> very pretty that's so pretty! Oh, um, uh, look it up on Washington Post. It's beautiful, but it is half male, half female. And in its looks, it literally looks half and half of its wings.
0: All right, so, up So my sto- my is this is from Forbes. High schoolers and college students may not be eligible for stimulus checks. so the the major wow. the major government stimulus checking checks to every simply every American under a certain monetary bracket does not apply if you are, uh, over seventeen and still pendant, which is most students and college students.
1: Yeah, I kind of got that a little bit when that, so that came out. And goes, I'm sorry, go ahead again.
2: So it goes off tax returns, I think. Yep. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna chime
4: right. in with the uh, Pennsylvania primary is postponed until oh. June second. And um I believe uh, both parties are encouraging voting by mail. So
2: sign up online. Uh,
4: yep. Just Google it. Pennsylvania um, voting by mail.
2: PA.
4: Okay. So
1: what I have for us really quick is um, usually I subscribe to CNN, five things, get you out of the door with five things in your world. But right now we kind of know what those five things are. So CNN started something that's called the good stuff. And it's only positive things. I got my first newsletter today. And some things on there include in Chicago. Last weekend, Michael Oxman and Doug Winkerstein were married in front of their rabbi and hundreds of loved ones. It's just that. I mean, they've been planning this wedding for whatever. And they used Zoom.
0: Aww.
1: And they decided that folks were going to dress up so they didn't just show up in their jammies. that They've been kind of living at home. And, um doing stuff so it was all um it was that's, pretty cute
0: that's it, really cute,
1: that that's cute? up again yale's massively popular happiness course is available free online yeah it's massively popular yale yale has a oh, oh yale. yes okay.
3: yes that's cool what's oh. her name who does the happiness lab
1: yes um the arkansas orchestra will soothe all of your coronavirus anxiety with this bedtime l- lullabies it's online so it's again it's one of those things where folks are getting together like we're getting together and doing this show and teachers form a 50 car parade to visit their students uh, Wait, what? Uh, oh it's it teachers in, in a north elementary school in i'm looking to see where it's at and my computer's acting funky um it was in uh, looking for the town. But, yeah, the students and the parents stood outside six, you know, six feet apart. And the teachers went through with cars and beeped their horns. They had big poster boards to encourage and keep the spirit of the kids up. Uh-huh. Yeah, really- we don't
2: uh-huh. deserve teachers.
1: Yeah. Um, this is all from, um, I thought it was fantastic. This is not from there, but the first nurse to die in New York City from the COVID virus. You heard about that yesterday? Yes. He was a gay man. I did not know that. Oh. Yeah. Um, don't forget to thank a nurse, doctor, hospital worker, grocery store clerk, delivery person, utility person, and other members of the essential workforce who was working to keep our world on track.
2: Yes. Tip extra if you oh, can.
1: Thinking of it. Drinking at home. Don't forget to
3: tip your favorite bartender. Um,
2: There's a website a out there called
3: Quarantine.
1: Quarantine. <laughs> yes.
3: Bartenders at most of the city's gay bars uh, are listed on it. If you have a favorite bartender, you click it and send money to them via either Cash App or Venmo, whichever they've got, or PayPal. Wow.
1: Uh-huh. Sandy, can you put that on on the Cue the Mic page, please?
3: Yes, All I right. will send a link to Quarantine. Before,
1: um, it had to do with the, the, the classical artists in Arkansas. Um, because of that, don't forget to get involved with your local arts community. Um, go to follow, watch, and support their work and their musical groups. The UNICEF says hand-washing with soap and water, when done correctly, is a critical fight against the novel Corona, coronavirus. But millions of people have no access to wash their hands. Three yeah. out of five people worldwide do not have basic hand-washing facilities. So in the UK... U.S. Conservation Charity of National, the National Trust is calling on people to take a moment to appreciate the arrival of spring by sharing photos of buds and blossoms online. Oh. Hashtag Blossom Watch. Um, and you don't have to be in the UK to contribute. That's cool.
0: That's awesome.
1: awesome. Um, no, this was all on CNN's good news.
0: All right, and wrapping up, you've been listening to 92.9 FM WGGT-LP Philadelphia. We have been Cue the Mic, and we've been glad to be here while we're all at home. See you next time.
2: Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mic Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, stitcher and wherever else you find your podcasts and as a reminder our old episodes are still up on podomatic but we have moved our feed over to pinecast.co be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes
0: bye everybody Stay safe bye.